This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Um, this week's Pasha, Pasha Tradition. By Dabra Hashem Moshe Lema. Dabra Akkor Dasmane Yisrael. Speak to them when they're together, the whole nation. Ramakalehem and say, Kedoshim to you. You need to be holy. You need to be holy. Why? Why do you need to be holy? Why do you need to be holy? So what? I'm not Hashem. No. He's God. I'm a human being. That's the fact. That's because Hashem Because I am holy. So you're saying, you're saying good. You're, you're saying good. You're saying you should be holy because Hashem is holy. But I, I would answer to that. Hashem is holy because He's God. I'm not so holy because I'm a human being. The answer is, the answer is that each one of us our neshama is part of Hashem so if he's holy and we're part of his of him so we're also holy I, I, I think what the Torah is saying is that you should know that you're holy because Hashem is holy and you're part of Hashem that's where your neshama comes from so automatically holy don't walk around and say like so the mission picker says don't don't make yourself into a don't make yourself into a Russia right so so you should be walking around saying like listen everybody you know why I'm holy because I'm part of God and God is holy so automatically, if I'm a cell in a brain, then what am I? Guys, what am I? From a, no, no. If I'm a cell in a brain, what am I? No. Brain. I'm not a lung. No, I'm brain. I'm part of the brain. If I'm a cell in the brain, am I, am I, am I a cell, am I a lung? Am I a liver? Am I a heart? No, if I'm a cell in the heart, I'm a heart, right? So Hashem is saying here, right? You should be so excited, the person's telling you, but that you should be holy. You know why you're holy? Because Hashem is holy, and you, your neshama is part of Hashem. Wow! I'm a, a cell in a brain. I'm a brain. I'm a cell of Hashem. I'm not Hashem, but I'm holy like Hashem. I, that's, that's, that's where I could be. That's my potential. My potential is to be on a crazy high Kaddish, Kaddish Dicker level. We're going to learn a Zaya today. We're going to go, we're going to go into a Zaya on this. We're gonna, what? And that, you can say, I believe, my son gave us the Kiddo. But he gave us the potential, but he gave us the potential of being godly. Now. Is that right? What? Yes, he gave us the Kiddo. No. By giving us the Kiddo, See, that's God. Like that, no, what you're saying is by giving us Bechira, it's God because God, God has Bechira. Like, like being God, yes. Right. Because God, God has Bechira, therefore he gave, a, an animal doesn't have Bechira. An animal doesn't have Bechira. So I just want everyone who's watching, I just did that, I had someone call me at 1040, because I wanted you to see my phone that is still, still a, a smartphone. This is the smartest phone there is. Trust me, get this phone, you'll become very smart, because nobody's going to disturb you. This is the smartphone. The other phone is the stupid phone. It's, oh, oh, sorry, see? It's okay, you don't have nothing to worry about. My smartphone's not here. It didn't get wet. <laughs> this is all to show you. Okay, anyway, 
So it's a huge plastic. Tell the whole B'nai Yisrael, to you. They should be holy because if they knew who they were, if they knew their, their possibility, if they knew their potential, and they knew where they came from, they would be very holy. We're going to learn a Zayat today on this. What's the next positive voice? I'm doing a little advertising for my new book, right? A lesson a day in Kibbutz of Aim. I wanted to call it Plead the Fifth, but they didn't like it. They said, nope, everyone would think that it's like a court case, whatever, but that's the Fifth Commandment. Anyway, what's the next Pasuk? Ish, Kindle of all you guys that are watching. What's holiness? Ish, you should fear. It doesn't mean fear, it doesn't mean walk around scared. It means you should, you should give them your chair and whatever, with what, what, certain things, right? Your mother comes first. You should be in awe of your mother because we're mostly in awe of our father. Our mother, we get used to her. So we don't treat her correctly. This is sort of the Aserah that they here, boys. Right, and Echi Hashem is condition to you. Ishim of the Alvin Tiro is given of the aim. Right, Altifno Aliyim, you shouldn't go in the ways of the Avodah Zarah. Right, so Ishim of the Alvin Tiro are in the first five. We understand why because if you have if you have Hakaras Hatov for your parents, that's part of being holy. That's part of you can't you can't. You can't have a Neche Hashem Alekecha. You can't have a Neche Hashem Alekecha if you don't have Kibbutz Avayim. Because, because, and I, I'm going to tell you something very interesting that happened this week, as always. Um, if you don't, if you don't have appreciation for human beings, for your parents who brought you into the world, it's very hard to have appreciation for God who you don't see. You have to see God through His creations, Asher Yotzar, and His plants, and His. And, 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 and all his, and, and, but a, a father and a mother, your mother nurses you, your mother feeds you, your father supports you, and you don't, you don't have to look at, uh, the building and see my father in the building, all that. You might see him, and if you don't have respect for him, and you don't have respect for them, in no way you're gonna have respect for God. So, the Kaddish and Yahshem Lekechem is for Yimavu Terrell. You wanna be holy? Because I'm Hashem, your God, you have to fear your parents. You have to hear the kibbutz of the ang. And it's just so battered today, some lack of respect for parents. It's not normal. It never, ever in the history of this world did, did children have such disrespect. You don't see it in the Torah. You don't see it anywhere that children have such crazy disrespect for their parents. Such the terrorists. Like, if you don't give me what I want, I'm not going to school. But they're not 16 years old. They're nine! They're nine years old telling their parents, if you don't buy me a, a computer, a computer, they can't even say the word, I'm not going to school. Guess what? They don't go to school. They don't go okay, you touch me, I'm going to call the police. Nine-year-old kid? It's it's so out of hand. It's so out of control. So condition is about holiness. The first thing you need to know is you want to be, because I'm holy, and Shabbos. And Shabbos. And if your parents tell you not to keep Shabbos, then you're not allowed to listen because I come first because I, I said you do have to keep Shabbos. I'm not going to get into all the preaching of helping kids do other areas. We're not going to get into that tonight, right? But it seems to be that that's not holiness. 
Holiness is respecting your parents, not making your parents do things that they shouldn't be doing, and keeping Shabbos. Even if it's going to create situations, you have to tell your children that they have to keep Shabbos. It's this week's parsha. I did not write it. It is Kedoshim. Because guess what, everybody? If you don't respect your parents and you don't keep Shabbos, the next pasuk is, You shouldn't go because if you do these things, you're going to go to other gods. But I'm your god. You can't go to other gods. Okay. Now, of course, the famous pasuk this week Right? We're going to spend some time on that. But I want to read you from inside some things that are... I'm actually going to learn the Zaya with you a little bit tonight. But before we go learn the Zaya, Mama's from the Zaya. Brought the Zaya direct. Right? We're going to learn Zaya tonight. I'd like to speak a little bit from the Avat Chaim. And then I'll tell you a story about a girl who came to me this week and said, I'm 25 years old. I used to dive into Hashem with a lot of Kavana. Rabbi, I am so disconnected. What should I do? I get this five times, ten times a day. Rabbi, I say the words. I don't feel them. I used to be close to Hashem. I used to, I, I have no feelings towards Him. I get this all day long from 25 year olds and 15 year olds and 18 year olds and guys and how many people watching are you connected to Hashem? What do you mean? I dive in. I didn't ask you if you dive in. Davani has a Kedusha. Avram Yitzhak Yaakov wrote Davani. It's like a Hallmark card. Imagine you come home to your wife with a Hallmark card. It says, roses are red, violets are blue, I love you. Right? Nice card. It's your anniversary. But you didn't write, dear Malki, your wife's name. And you didn't sign, love Zachariah. You just handed them the card. Is that a relationship? That's a card. And it's like you bought the card. It has a good poem. It's better than nothing, but do you have a relationship if you don't even write your name? So I, so a little bit you should know, it's interesting that in the Shemana Esrei, you know, the kind of Tzor, you're supposed to say your Pasuk. So it's sort of you signing the card. My, my name is Achaya, so it's supposed to say, she's supposed to say, it's Shimon, and you're supposed to say that in Esrei, so you sort of, you say Shemana Esrei, and you sign your name. So maybe that's why you're supposed to say your name. I don't know, but so so this girl came to me and she said, I, I'm I'm disconnected. What could I do? What would you answer her? If someone says to you, I'm disconnected from Hashem, what are you gonna say? Do mitzvahs? Yeah, maybe that'll work. But the person's not gonna do it because as they're doing it, they have no they don't feel anything. So 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 her tefillah is totally disconnected. So you know what, after a while if you're not connected to the person you're speaking to, and you have no relationship with them, you're going to stop talking to them. So I told her, this is what you need to do. So the, and I, I, we'll see how the experiment works. I gave her a week to do it, to call me Matzah Shabbos. So I want you to sit at the edge of your bed, by yourself, close the door, and make believe that your father said, I want you to come into my room, and I want you to tell me how you feel whatever you feel, whether it's love, hate, question, whatever it is, I'm your tati, I want to know how you feel. I said, I said to this girl, what would you tell him? Um, I don't understand why you're treating me like this. I'm trying to be a good girl, and you keep whacking me over the head, and everything I'm trying, it's not working. I don't understand why you can't find me a date, or find me a shit up, I haven't gone out in six months. I said, did you ever tell that to Hashem? She's like, what? 
So did you ever tell it to Hashem? Did you ever sit at the edge of your bed and say, how come Hashem, you're not finding me any Shaduchim? How come I'm trying to be a good girl and you just keep whacking me over the head? Did you ever tell it? No. No, you can't. You can't talk like that. Of course you could talk like that. I said, Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, if you mess with the Jews because they made the Egel, would you tell that to Hashem? Listen, God, if you, if you don't do what I want, you don't forgive the Jews, you don't have Pashish, you don't have Sefer Shemos, because my name's not in it, so there's no Moshe Gorn Paro, that's all gone. By Yikra, there's no by Yikra, there's no, by Midbar, there's no Devarm. So pretty much what Moshe Rabbeinu said, if you, if you, if you destroy the Jews, all you got is voracious. After voracious, you don't got nothing. I said, that is such chutzpah. If you say that to your Rebbe, you, you duck. You say to Hashem, and the answer is, Hashem wants you to be real. And especially because he was, he was defending Chayestrom. What did Hashem say? After he threatened God, he threatened him, he said, you mess with me, you don't, you mess with the Jews? I'm out! No book about me! You're stuck with voracious, no five books. Hashem said, You say good. They're forgiven. He also said, If you destroy Israel, you know what the guy am I going to badmouth you, God? They're all going to say that you took them out of Mitzrayim to destroy them. God, you want people to talk bad about you? So, yeah, he... So now, I explained to her. If you have a relationship with God, and there's going to be times that, you know, that I go to Bear Mountains and I, I just came from a girl somewhere that I, she's just in so much pain that I will scream, Hashem, this has to stop. Um, a week before, a week before Pesach, a BCA girl, a high, a high school girl who, who graduated five years ago, I got a phone call at nine o'clock in the morning. The most, I don't have a picture, I should show you a picture. The most beautiful girl inside and out, just a beauty, a, a model inside and out. Special girl. She left me, she graduated five years ago. I didn't hear anything bad, I didn't hear anybody any struggle. Get a phone call at Wallstein. We have a Leviah at 11 o'clock in Shemadas. I'm like, she OD'd? Like, you know, cause, some kids, they shoot up, and there's some bad stuff out there. They don't want to die. It's not they want to die. They just, right? No. They said, my, my prince, no. She jumped last night off the sixth floor of the building. What? She went up top of the building. She jumped. Leviathan at 11 o'clock. I, I went to Leviathan. The grandfather, I, I spoke about this in, on Pesach. The grandfather, I had a paper, I don't have it with me. The grandfather got up, a long beard, and he said to her, in the box in front of her, I'm sorry, all these years, I tried to tell you how much I love you. I'm sorry that you didn't realize it. I hope you forgive me that maybe I didn't say it enough. The man was old, he came over the cane, he was crying. To watch that, I'm a client, I was outside, but I saw it on the screen. It was heartbreaking. They take the body out, they put it in the hearse, and I'm a client, so I'm standing eight feet away. And the mother jumps into the hearse and says, I'm going with you. I turned around, I turned around, and I looked up to Shemayim, 
I said, God, I love you. This has to stop. I talked to Hashem like my father. I said, Hashem, this has to stop. You have to help me. Rant, whatever, I ha- whatever you have to do, no more kids jumping off a building. No more mothers in such, a, in such a position. You don't think that's what Hashem wanted to hear? You think Hashem wanted me to walk away and say, stuff happens. It's my sister, it's his daughter. If you don't think it's Hashem's pain, he don't want this kid back. This kid's supposed to live till she's 90 years old. He doesn't want her back. When that neshama came to Shemayim, it's not, it's not what he wants. Therefore, yes, I said, I looked at Shemayim and said, it has to stop. Whatever it takes, it has to stop. So when I dive in, because I have that relationship, and I say, Hashem, you are holy, it's relationship. It's like, you are holy, you are my God, you are my Father, you are the holy thing in the world, you give me life. We have a relationship. I said to this girl, you have no relationship. The words have no meaning. So you need to work on your relationship. Because if you have words without a relationship, you have words. If you have a relationship, then your words have meaning. And I said, for the next 30 days, for the next week, I want you to sit at the edge of your bed, and I want you to talk to your to Hashem like you would talk to your father. And if you're angry, of course, you're not allowed to curse Hashem, you're chayv misa. You wouldn't. Now the curse of parents, you're chayv misa. You can't talk like that, but you could say, and, and I have gone to their mouths and said, it has to stop. Hashem, it has to stop. This can't go on. And that's what he wants to hear. He wants you to talk to him about his children. And he wants you to pray for them. And he wants you to have a relationship with them. And that's the problem today. We, we have the prayer book, we don't have the relationship. Without the relationship, the prayers have no meaning. What's the meaning? What are you saying? You're not saying anything. It doesn't have any meaning. He's not my father. You macabre what I'm saying. But I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything with feeling. And so I said to her, you want to dive in? You, and you have to first have a relationship. So work on the relationship. Spend three minutes a night, every night, talking to him. And if he wanted to talk back to you, you have to be able to clear your head. And he talks through Makshava. How do you know Hashem talks through Makshava? Maybe you're a Wallstein's a freak and he made this up. God talks you through Makshava. Maybe it's one of his own little things. How does everyone in this room know Hashem talks through Makshava? How does God talk to you? Anyone in this room ever hear voices and hear, hear Hashem? There's a baskal comes down every day. Many different baskals. How come you don't hear it? God ever talk to anyone in this room? I hope you're not going to say yes. Because then you're going to start starting a new religion. God came to me in a dream. So how do you know Hashem talks to Makshava? I could teach you how to hear Hashem. It, it takes a little time, and we have to get very quiet, and we have to talk to Hashem, and then the first thought that comes to your mind, and then you have to learn what's your own thoughts, what's his, what's, maybe that's what I wanted to think. Right? So sometimes you have thoughts that you don't want to think. Because, well, don't make that turn, don't make that left, don't go here, don't go there, who's talking to you? I, you think your brain's coming up with that? No. Hashem talks to Makshava. Everything in the other world is all Makshava, there's no math. Makshava, so when you dive in, why do you dive in Mizrah? Why do you face, I'm facing this, but I'm actually facing East 15th Street. I'm not facing the Kaisal or the Beis Amigdash. But in my mind, if I'm thinking about the Kaisal Beis Amigdash, actually you're there. Actually you're there. There were, there were Sadiqim that could travel through Mashal. If they thought about it, that they were there, they became there. We don't, we don't have those people anymore. But there are such stories. 
there was a, a big tzaddik, he was in Yushalayim, there, the Arabs were about to kill him, whatever it is, and he disappeared. He ended up in, 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 in Persia somewhere. We're like, what? Right? His machshava was so strong that he was able to, to move through the world of machshava. But how do you know, guys, that God called me for machshava? So, first of all, you have to have, when you die, you have to have kavana. Why do you have to have kavana? He's saying the words. So, the kavana is really the prayer. The words of the diva creates the angel. But what comes out of the angel's mouth is your kavana. So if you're davening and you're thinking about the Yankees, right? And the little Shmona Esrei, so you have to, and you're davening out loud. But the Yankees, this huge mouth he created with Dibor, comes up to Shemayim, he stands in front of Hashem and he goes, the Yankees! Because your machshav is what comes out of his mouth. Your Dibor makes the, creates the, creates the angel, but what comes out of the angel's mouth in the other world is your machshava. That's why you're supposed to have kavana. So that your mouth doesn't make a fool out of you and start talking about what you're thinking about a girl. Guess what? He's going to talk about a girl in front of Hashem. Everyone's going to stand back and say, wow, check out that malach. He's a 900 pounder. Wow, this guy must be a big tzaddik. And then he's talking about girls. <laughs> you're dead. You're done. You're fried. Right, so it's very machshava is kavana. It's very important. But how do you know God talks in kavana? Come on, boys. How do you know? Nevuah. What's nevuah? What is a navi? What is? Does someone talk to him? Does a navi hear voices? Did you come from your voices? He had a dream, and in the dream, he saw certain pictures. Right? He saw mal- malach. Whatever, whatever the nevuah was. And you have a vision, and you have to. What's a vision? Your eyes are closed. What's a vision? It's a deep, deep thought that sometimes takes on a picture. When you dream, sometimes a picture, sometimes not. You, sometimes you. What? Moshe Beno was the only one. Moshe Beno didn't have to go into a meditation. Into a sleep. He was the only one. And. He was the only one that I shared with Dibor. <laughs> okay. Not Mashallah. He was on a crazy level. He heard Hashem's voice. But most people, we know when Hashem spoke to Christ, well, then Hashem was like that. So Nevuah is Mashallah. It's, it's a Saya. It's a, it's a meditation. And Hashem speaks in Mashallah. saw, what he saw was, was a picture in his mind. And, and, and his mind, he heard the Malach, Yeshua heard the Malach speak to him. But it's, it's all in your mind. So God speaks through Makshava. So, so therefore, explain to her that if you make a connection to Akash Baruch Hu, you have a relationship, then every, when you make a bracha, Baruch Hashem, HaMelech Priya 8, it's, it's relationship. It's like, let's see you God. You're talking to someone. So let's see how it works. I told her three minutes. Matthew Shabbos is going to call me. I said, your whole tefillah. And take one bracha in Shemona Esrei and have kavan. Today, after Kadosh. Tomorrow, after Chaynei. The next day, Hashivena. Whatever you want. Just one bracha. Because, because have kavana, go through the words, get connected to Hashem, and every day you'll do another one, and you'll see all of a sudden it's going to start. So if you have no relationship with God, you're right. Tefillah has, it has power, because I've probably put a lot of dynamite in it. It has a lot of power. It has power. But you're not going to feel anything. And that's why most kids struggle with davening when they get older, teenagers, because they're missing the relationship. Without the relationship, like, well, it's bad, 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 It has no meaning. The relationship is very, very important. And we don't teach our children to have a relationship with God. So sooner and sooner they start davening. I mean, they daven, but they're just doing lip service. All right. Anyway, 
That's, so that's what I told her. I don't know the answer. Next week, I'll tell you what happened. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Now, listen carefully to this. He says the following: Kedoshim Tiyu, Parsha Zumalame. This Parsha teaches us, right, that you have to gather everyone, right? What's the pasuk say? Where's my pumish? Ephahu, right? Starts off. So he had to gather everybody, right? Why do you have to gather everybody? So he says here, Don't sit home. Don't be a tzaddik and sit home. You have to make the public holy. I'm doing well. I'm serving Hashem. I'm a tzaddik. What do I care about everyone else? No, you're not allowed to say that. Okay. So this is what he says. Kedoshim to you, Pash Kedoshim to you, whatever the Kedusha. And he says to tell you that a filu im zeyala lechem bidamen. Even if you have to, it's going to cost you a lot of money to help people be holy. You have to spend the money. The Chavetz Chaim brings a marshal. Im adam loya. If a person sees that a person, a Jew is going with title by Noah and he's drowning, right? It's our job to find It's our job to hire and to find divers. The guy's drowning. So even though you don't know how to swim, you got to go hire divers. Because it's a mitzvah to save him. But afilu. Even if it's going to cost you a lot of money, you're not allowed to be over the love and the Torah that you're going to stand by the blood of your friend. You have to save him. Therefore, in our Indian, he's saying, this is not because Rabbi Wallstein wants to get paid for speaking in public, but this is what he says. You have to find people who are speakers big speakers, so it's not me. Yir Shemayim, who fear God, these speakers have to have Yir Shemayim. Who know how to draw the hearts of the Jews to God and Shemayim, not Chasasham speakers, who draw the hearts of the Jews away from Hashem. Upashit, it's simple. In Roya Chavero, if he sees a friend, Shecholab and Makhlam Mishukanes, and his friend is sick with a sickness that is dangerous. And because he's weak, he wants to eat things that are going to kill him. You have to, with all your force, stop him from eating those things. He says, listen to this. Abbas Chaim lived about 80 years ago, no, 60 years ago. Listen to what he's writing. In our generation, many people have lost their interest in Judaism. Because of how hard they have to work. And, and, and they're bored. And because of that, they're forgetting the Torah of Hashem. Because they're working so hard, and because they're on their iPhones and their smartphones, they don't have time to learn, to look into a safer. La'at, la'at, slowly but surely, halechis ha'neshama, 
the soul goes away, and it becomes foreign from the Kedusha, and their souls are cut off from Ganeidim. Therefore, we're not allowed to be lazy. We have to go after them, and we have to save them. If you save them, they won't be angry in the world. Because Hashem has patience. But you need to know, in the end, So therefore, he says, that if you have to spend money, you have to spend money to get people to speak to bring Hashem's children closer to Him. Okay. In the case that someone pays money to save someone's life, the what? I don't hear what you're saying. If someone pays money to save someone's life, the person's life is saved. But if it's saved, you have to pay back the money. Do you have to pay back the money? Yeah, you have to pay. The guy who hired the divers. So he's a yeah, but in the Gemara, the Gemara, the Gemara, the Gemara talks, the Gemara talks, right, so the Gemara talks about if someone has a, if someone has a barrel, and he has a barrel of honey, right, and the barrel breaks, and the honey's pouring out, and you want to save his honey, and you have a barrel of wine, so you pour out your wine to save his honey, does he have to pay you for his wine, for your wine, and the answer is no, he has to pay you for a barrel of honey. You didn't have to pour out your barrel of wine. One second. My barrel of honey that broke was worth $20. You poured out $400 of wine. You want me to pay $400? I didn't tell you to pour out the $400. So you have to pay the barrel of honey. So if you save somebody's life, yeah, you have I don't know if he... He didn't ask you to save his life, but yeah, you probably have to pay. For sure. All right. Um, I want to tell you a very beautiful story. Listen to this. There's a lot, this parasha is full of a lot of good stuff. Then we'll, we'll learn a little bit of Zaya, and then we'll talk about the Hakkarech of Kamaika, what that means. Um, so there's a, there's a possible Salman al Damreacha, which we just talked about. You're not allowed to stand on your friend's blood. It must, a Jew must do everything to help another Jew. Listen to this. The daughter of Rabbi Yasef Zagenfeld related that one morning Rabbi Yasef Chayan did not return home from Shul after Shakas, as usual. His concerned family began to look for him. Soon they spotted the elderly child, he was very old at that time, standing over a well, drawing bucket of bucket after water, and handing it to two small children. One child would take the bucket of water home and run back with an empty bucket, and then he would give it to Yosef Chaim, with Gal Hadar, and he would fill it up again. Yosef Chaim's daughter ran over to her father and said, Tati, Tati, what are you doing? Have you become the neighborhood water carrier? Like, you're like a Gal Hadar, what are you doing? Yosef Chaim finished with the children and made sure they got home safely with the water. He then turned to his daughter and said, I was returning home from Shul this morning when I saw these two little ones, children of a poor Tamachacham, trying to draw water from the well. It's very dangerous for a small child. They can easily fall into the well, Chasrashan. I asked them why were they doing this job, and they answered, there was no water in the house. Their father was ill, their mother just gave birth, and they couldn't afford to pay a water carrier. When I heard that, I took off my talus and tillin and began to help them. But Tati, the daughter, said, is it fitting that a Rav act like a water carrier? What will people say about this? Or yes, Chaim answered. And what would they say in heaven if I had if I had gone home instead, neglecting two small children who endangered the lives of child parents. What he, what he was teaching us and what he is saying is that it doesn't, when you make a cheshbon of what you should do, the cheshbon should be, what does what Shemayim think of what am I doing? Not what do people think of what I'm doing. The cheshbon should be, 
I don't know if you remember, I said this story many times. The Chazim should be, what is the reflection in the water? They say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. There are people, no, Kairach wasn't a Rasha. Kairach really thought that Kulim Kedoshim, that all the Jews are even and they're all holy. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu the leader and Aaron the Kohen Gadol? It doesn't seem to be fair because, and, and, and he didn't fool a bunch of idiots. He didn't fool a bunch of peasants or non-religious people. He fooled 250 of the Zikanim, the smartest, holiest Jews in Klyosrom. Followed him. They got swallowed up in the earth. Right? But his intentions were good. He wanted, he thought that what he was doing was right. So, so, if he would have looked in the water and he would have, instead of deciding what he thinks is right and said, does God want me to go against Moshe? Does God want me to go against Aaron Kohen? Is that what God wants? He would have said, I don't know why, but God made him leader. I guess I can't go against it. But he didn't look at the reflection of what Hashem wanted. He looked at his reflection. He looked at what he wanted. And what I wanted, Kulam Kedoshim. We're all holy. What's so bad about that? Makes me a Russia? I'm telling you, what a nice guy. What a great guy getting up and saying, you're holy, he's holy, you're holy, you're all holy, we're equal, equality. He, had, he was selling good stuff, Kaira. They bought into it. They got swallowed into the earth. And they got, fire came out of Shemayim and burnt every one of them. They were Rishayim? You think they were bad people? They weren't bad people. They were very good people. But they were being misled by a good person. It says when, when Mashiach comes, Kaira, they call him Zaidi, whatever it is. He wasn't a Russia. He was... The road to hell paid with good intentions. He made a big mistake. Because at the end of the day, had he looked into the reflection, he would say, Is this what Hashem wants? Does Hashem want more Kedusha? Does Hashem want Shem Shabbos? He wants Chilka. Does Hashem want eating kosher? Does he want eating Chazer? Does Hashem want tattoos? Or he wants people with that. What does Hashem want? Not what I want. Not what I think. Not my perception, my psychology. My What do you want, Hashem? Do you want all your Jews' children eating chazer, sleeping with goyim, eating trait? Is that what you want? Is that what I see in the reflection? No, you see sand. There's no way Hashem wants that. So even if it makes sense, and even if you have Rabbanim and with all your your stuff, Kairach had 250 zikadim, oimbe peles, sadikim, all gone. Swallowed up. Fired. Burnt. Done. He had bad intentions and bad intentions. He didn't look at the reflection in the water. Is this what Hashem wants? And if that's not what Hashem wants, it's wrong. It cannot be right. All my stuff that I think, it cannot be right. The person has to know it's what Hashem wants. Kula Kedoshim. I want holiness. That's what I want because I am holy. I want children that keep Shabbat. I want children that eat kosher. I want children that do mitzvahs. I want people to get up and to darshan about bringing them closer to me. Avaschayim. Rashi. Chumash. Now the Zayah. If you don't believe in the Zayah, that's your problem. This is what the Zayah says. I'm reading it from the Zayah. I'm not even reading it from another Sefer. This is what he says. I'm going to read not the Aramaic, because you don't understand the Aramaic. I'm going to read the translation of the Zaya, Pashas Kedoshim, whoever wants to see it, it's Pashas Kedoshim. Where Wallstein's not gonna add, you, I'm not gonna add any words at all. Now listen carefully. 
Kedai Lafarish Pasik Zaf, for me to explain the Pasik of Kedayshim. Many times the Torah warns us, be careful what you do. How many times did the Torah wake you up to learn Torah? And everybody is sleeping, says Isaiah. The Torah is waking you up to keep the Torah up, but we're all sleeping. They're not, their eyes are not open in their seichel. How do you say Conscience? Mindset. Huh? Yeah. Mindset. They don't all see this. And they're not thinking about the consequence. The Ezebad and Yakum Liam had Dinagadal. What are they going to do on Judgment Day? When the king above, Yitbabahem, when he calls them and he asks them about embarrassing the Torah, because if you don't keep the Torah, you're embarrassing it. It's crying to you, the Torah, and you're not looking at it. Because you're busy doing all these Averas. Because they're not giving attention in their heart. To the Amuna of the king, Akarish Barhu, Oilugu for Bayamazah, Oive to their physical bodies in this world, and Oive to their souls in the next world. Doesn't everyone hear this in their mind, the Hakrazza Torah? Because the Torah is talking to us all the time. And the answer is no, because we're very busy. And we don't, we don't spend time in our conscience mind, and we don't meditate, and we don't sit at night and think about what I do today, what I want, what did I accomplish, what I was supposed to, and we don't go through all this, and therefore, no, we don't hear the Elvin Shultari. Now this is what he says. It's, it's not long, it's short. Rabbi Yehuda Ayyem, Mandala Chasal Nafshin. Rabbi Yehuda says, Misha in a Chasal Nafshin, Asim Bataira, a person who doesn't doesn't care about his soul to learn Torah, the signal of kashu b'sheresheha to fix it, to tie it to its source. How can he give his children over this kosher neshama? Now, this is my proof, by the way, and I wrote it in here. I told you that I'm writing a book on spiritual DNA. The Zoya says very clearly that if a father is not holy, his children will not be holy. This is a straight up Zaya that says there's such a thing called spiritual DNA. I'm going to read it to you from inside. Me she'eno chas A person who is not careful to learn Torah and to fix it and to make it part of its shayrish. It's what's the shayrish? It's root. How is, he, is his son going to be holy? DNA, here we go. Listen to this. Zaya. If you yourself are not tied above, how are you going to bring down a holy soul to your son? You cannot bring a holy soul down to your child unless you have Kedusha of the Neshama. Spiritual DNA. It's talking about men. But well, also women. It's also women. What about, love, what about Rachel and Leah? Their father was like that, no? It, it, it doesn't, first of all, 
not with a whole different time, but what about Avram Avinu? Father was the father was Terah, right? The DNA of the Jewish nation started after Terah. The 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 the, the it's not it's not birth. So that's what I want to explain to you. The Maisim Taivim of the person themselves. Let me explain to you. There's a, there's a little bit of a difference between physical DNA and spiritual DNA. Even though in physical DNA today they can mess with your DNA and change certain things in your DNA, they can actually change DNA. But if you a tzaddik ben tzaddik, when they both davened, right? It says a tzaddik ben tzaddik, Yitzhak, who's the son of Abraham, his tefillah was better than a tzaddik ben Rasha, which was which was Rivka, who's the daughter, right, of of Besuel. Why? Why? Rivka had her own DNA, but she didn't have her father's DNA because her father was a Russia. A person who has his own DNA plus his father's DNA—that's what Yichus. Yichus doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't start unless it's all zeros, unless you put the one in front of it. So if, if I come from a right very big yichus, zero, 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 and I don't do anything with my life, I'm also zero. I got nothing. But if I come from holy souls and I become a holy soul, then I have all those zeros. That's the difference. A kain also is on a different level. So you're asking very good. You're asking very good. How does how does that neshama come down if the person's and we see people that are not good and they have tzaddikim as children and we see tzaddikim that don't have, right? He's saying, and it has a lot to do with also what you're thinking about when you're with your wife. When your wife becomes pregnant. That moment depends what you're thinking about. If you're thinking about holy things, your child will be holy. If you're thinking about not holy things, your child will not be holy. Therefore, um, I don't understand some rabbis that say, that they're not having a good physical relationship, they're allowed to watch things to make it a better relationship. I don't understand a rabbi could say that because if that's what you watched right before you with your wife, then your kid's gonna come out not a tzaddik. If that's what you just watch, you watch something you weren't supposed to watch and that's getting you, I don't, I don't have that. But there are rabbis that say, well, if it's not physically, it's not working well between the two of you, so then you should watch something that's gonna make it better. But the stuff that you're watching is, is gonna bring tumma to the child's neshama. So I, I don't know. But there are rabbis that, that let couples do, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. But you see here very clearly that, here listen, I'll, I'll read it to you from inside. It, let me give you some pointers, says the Zaya, how to bring a holy soul to your child. Okay? Okay, that makes sense. Um, when you're with your wife together at that moment, be very careful. And you should have good and holy and good holy kavanas. I have to tell you something. My Rebbe, my Rebbe, Rabbi Gamliel said to me, uh, there were some people that were much, I, I was sitting there when they came to him. So they were much older. Him not being older wasn't a problem, but she was older. And I, like, the chance of having a Down syndrome child as you get older, I don't understand the genetics exactly, but after 40, the percentage goes up, and after 42, the percentage really goes up, and so that's why some people do some genetic testing, whatever, whatever it is. So there was this couple that was there, and she was older, maybe 43 or 44, and they wanted to have another child. So they asked my Rebbe, but the, the doctor said no. That, you know, at that age, it's a chance, and the chance is one out of five, whatever it is, and, and they, they don't, they, you know, they're a little nervous, whatever it is. So I was sitting there, and he said something very fascinating. He said, 
the children that are born to couples when they're older are much quieter and much calmer. I was sitting there, he's like, I give you a bracha, he said, I give you a bracha, whatever it is, you should have the child, whatever it is, he said, but you should know that many tzaddikim were born to elderly parents. Because when you're very young, the whole act is out of lust. So the child has that in there. When you're much older, it's a whole different act. It's a much different act. It's not lust. Whatever it is, it's relationship, whatever it is, it's holy children are born when the parents are older. So he said, I'm giving you a bracha, that the person should be healthy, and I'm telling you, your child will be very calm because the whole act is, is much calmer. It's not the blood's not rushing. It's not that. It's not that 18, 20 year old, 25 year old. I was sitting there. I, I listened to this. I was like, wow. I was really much older, but whatever. But it was just it was interesting. So it has a lot to do with the shot. That's that's what he says. If you want a tzaddik, then I'll prove to you how powerful machshav is. I'll prove to you, I hope, I hope young, young, young kids are not listening to this shit. Right? Now, every younger kid's gonna listen to shit if I said that. In the mission rule, in the mission rule, where it talks about a husband and wife being together at the end of the second chalet. So, and, and Shulchanov also, it says that you're not allowed to think, when you're with your wife, you're not allowed to think of another woman. It's mamish like Gilead writes. And a woman is not allowed to think about another man. Like my favorite, like being with another woman. Same. What do you mean? I'm with my wife, so I'm thinking about someone else. Big deal. Machshava in the other world has a crazy class. So the neshama that's going to come into that child is not going to be kosher. Right. Right. So, so, so yes, he says the Your mom is cheating, like being with another woman. If you're thinking about someone else, same time. So that you have to be very careful that. You have to be very careful that, that, and that's why some rabbis don't allow, tell their, tell their Talmudim that you should not, when your wife goes to the mikvah, you should, you should be the one that picks her up. You should not let her go in an Uber. Because when she gets into the Uber, she sees that guy. And if she's she's, she's the guy who's driving her. She's thinking, oh, the taxi driver. So she might, just because she saw him, not because she wants to think about she's going to think, about the face. So we sat outside, right? It should all be beautiful. We sat outside the mikvah. Yeah, but I don't know who it was, but Shlach. I don't know which one. Right, right. Over here. So that's why you shouldn't. You should. You should pick up your wife. So that she sees you, and that night she's thinking about you. But she gets picked up by some Uber guy. So by accident, she might just. She shouldn't have that any right. She shouldn't have any pictures of those. And where else do you see this? On a way deeper level. You don't understand the power machshavi even by an animal. Where do you see this? Come on, machshava of an animal can change what the baby is. When Yaakov made the deal with Lavan and he said to Lavan, "You keep all the sheep that are white. You keep all the sheep that are black. I'm going to keep all the sheep that are striped." Lavan was laughing. What an idiot! This Jewish guy who has striped sheep? Not zebras or sheep. What Lavan didn't know is that the Jewish people we were shepherds and there was one thing we knew was sheep. So what did he do? Yaakov went ahead and he took the sticks and he painted them black and white and all kinds of colors. And sheep, they, they, they have children, right? They get together after they drink their hot, their hot a whole day. So after they drink their water, that's what they make. So he took all these sticks and where the water was and he striped everything. And all the babies of the sheep were striped. 
Kapolish. What do you mean? Because they were looking at stripes, the baby was striped? Yeah, every baby was one stripe. He fooled him, and he came out with all the time. The machshav of an animal. What he saw brought out striped animals. Could you imagine the machshav of a human being? What did a shama you're going to bring to the world if you're thinking about something you shouldn't think? I don't understand these rabbis that are like, that you should watch stuff before. Like, what do you think your kid's going to be then? Like, what you, what, like, what's your expectation? You think a child's going to put like a holy shama after you watch something like that? Like, whatever. There's a head to fork for whatever reason. I, I don't know. That's, that's, I'm not posturing. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. I'm not, I'm not posturing. But I do know that some do. You, you have to try to be the Kedusha. You have to be holy. Because you're part of me. And I'm a brain. You're a brain cell. Then you're a brain. If you're, if you're part of me, you are godly. Act godly. And respect your parents. And keep Shabbos, the most beautiful present I gave you, with Shabbos. Don't throw it back in my face. I gave it to you because I loved you. And the Malachim said, don't give it to them. They don't deserve it. And Hashem said, no. I'm giving them Shabbos. And what are we doing to Shabbos? I'm telling our kids to be Machal Shabbos because they won't talk to me again. Get favors. Not saying anything. All right. He says... They're very holy when they're together with their wives. They're bringing down Kedusha to the children. But he says, and whatever this, they act when they're with their wives without any embarrassment. Their children get a soul from the side of Tumma. We have to be very careful in the physical acts that we do that they should be Kedusha. What? I don't, I don't hear you. It's important to know is there Tikkunim? What's there Tikkunim? What's there Tikkunim? Taira. Kol Misha Isaac by Taira. Afa Bisha Nigza Alea Oynish Mamala. Hula Nachas Ruch Lakashbok. You have to go and come on to Oilus. The best thing you can do is learn Torah. And he says here, if you learn Torah, Hashem rips up all the bad Zeros, and they're gone. Because the angel of Torah is a Kabbalah Tumah. Torah cannot be a Kabbalah Tumah. He'll learn Torah. He'll learn Torah. He'll become his Neshamal. Torah is the mikvah you put a person in and he comes out Torah. Torah fixes everything. Torah is your refuah. This, this is what this is what we're talking about. Come off for two seconds. Everyone thinks and the Hafla Recha Kamocha means that you should love your friends, right? 
so there's a problem. And I was very busy with this this week. I spoke last night in Great Neck. If you feel special, you become special. If you feel great, you become great. If you feel average, you become average. Now let me ask you something, boys. If you have low self-esteem and you think you're a loser and everything you touch falls apart and you're depressed and you're anxious and the Torah tells you love your friend the way you love yourself but you hate yourself then the Torah is telling you to hate him. If I don't like myself and I'm supposed to have my relationship with you like everybody does, I hate you. I don't like you either. So the first thing you need to work on is Kamaycha. Because if I don't feel good about myself, the Torah is telling you, you should feel the same about your friend. So everyone's busy all the time working on their friendships, working on their relationship. Big, bad mistake. You need to work on your relationship with yourself. And you need to be able to find the good within yourself. And no matter how bad a person is, everybody has good. The famous story with, with uh, and I'll end with this, Eliyar Navi. Eliyar Navi was walking with one of the Tanam. And they were walking past a dead donkey that was dead for a long time. And it was green and it was full of flies and worms and maggots. And it stuck. And the Tana said to Eliyar Navi, why are we going this way? Let's walk around. It stinks. And he said, come here. Look at the donkey. What do you see? Maggots. Flies. Disgusting. He said, no! Look at those teeth. Did you ever see such white teeth? A donkey has very white teeth. What he was trying to teach him is that in no matter what in this world there is, there's always something good. We as people have to go first. Before we want to have a relationship with a wife, a parent, Hashem, a friend, the first one you have to have a relationship is you. It doesn't say love yourself as much as you love your friend. To, to have the right relationship, you have to find the good in yourself. And every single person in this world has something good about them. Something good about them. No matter how bad they are, they have something good about them. Even Haman, who tried to destroy us on, on Purim, Right? We're supposed to get so drunk that we say, Baruch Haman. What's good about Haman? Because he tried to kill us, we all got together, we did tshuva. So even if he wanted to hurt us, something good came out of it. So, in anything in the world, there's something good. So the the first thing you need to do, no matter where you're at, you're on the 49th level of Toma, we talked about how Hashem took his Adam and trying, whatever, wherever you're at, whatever it is, find the good in you. Because you know what you find in your friends? What you find in yourself. If you hate yourself, you hate everybody else. The things that you hate about yourself is what you hate about everyone else. So, I'm not telling you walk around as a big shot, I'm, I'm amazing, but you yourself should know your good parts. And the more good you find about yourself, the more good you're going to find about other people. The more bad you find about yourself, the more bad you're going to see in other people. Love your friend as much as yourself, but the first work has to be on yourself. And the topic, if you are you work on yourself and you see the good in yourself and you see the bad in yourself and I tell, I tell girls like why should I meditate Rabbi I'm going to sit at night and I'm going to look at all the bad things I do I'm going to get more depressed I'm like no look at all the bad things you do and figure out how to change them if you don't know what's wrong you can't fix it 
There's nothing wrong with knowing what's wrong. But instead of getting depressed, say, you know what? I lost my temper today. Why did I lose my temper today? I worked so hard on my temper. What did this person say that I lost my temper? That's a trigger. So you know what? I got to work on that trigger. So when someone says that word to me, I'm not going to that place. I, 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 this is a work. I do it on myself, right? I have, I have certain midos, and then I'm like, how come I lost my temper? How come I, I said what I said when I said I don't talk like this anymore? And you have to sit at the edge of your bed and say, because I'm not as strong as I used to be. I need to read a little bit more Toma Devorah or whatever it is, and I need to work on myself. Don't get depressed. Don't get angry. Don't, don't get crazy. Look at what's wrong with you. When, when a baseball player is in a slump, right, and he's not hitting, who does he talk to? Coach. Hitting coach. The hitting coach. Look at the way I swing. What am I doing wrong? Right? Do they get depressed that I'm not swinging well? That's an idiot. He's going to sit there the whole year and have a 100 average. He goes to the hitting coach and says, watch me swing. What am I doing wrong? And he doesn't get depressed about it. And he, he changes his swing. We were just talking. I'm not going to talk baseball. But they were talking about this pitcher. He was up to a pitcher. And he was very good the first two years. And then everyone hopped his pitch. Everyone hopped his pitch. He had 99-mile fastball. That was his only pitch. They hopped his pitch. It took him two years. Everyone struck out. And they knew exactly his 99-mile pitch. And they knew he's, they're going to hit it. And they started hitting it. So he went, to the, he went to the pitching coach. He said, they're killing me. What am I trying to do? He said, you, you need to develop a curveball. And you need to, to develop another pitch. One pitch can't be in the major leagues. So they say right now he's got one of the most dangerous, best curveballs. So now you don't know. He's going to throw the fastball, the curveball, and he's, he's killing everybody. So he didn't give up and say, oh, no, they're back. I'm up. No, he went and learned how to throw a curveball. So it's the same thing with us. Yeah, you need to sit and you have to wait for Kamasa. You have to look at your good, fantastic, beautiful, I got that conquered. You have to look at your bad, your challenges, and you have to fix them. And that's a very exciting thing, to be able to speak, see something that I'm doing wrong and be able to fix that. What a feeling. What a feeling when someone embarrasses you and you don't answer. Wow, you conquered it. And the next time you do answer, why this time I did, why this time I did But if you're on your phone and you're busy with everything else, you don't have time for yourself. Then guess what? There's no Baha'u'llah commercial. There's no commercial. There's no you. So you, how, how can you be a good friend? You can be a good friend if you're a good friend to yourself. Is that called God of Empire? One more thing. It doesn't say Why that word? Reacha spells the word Ra. And then it says You should love them like yourself because I'm Hashem. What does that have to do with anything? The answer is beautiful. You should love the person who does bad to you. You should love the person who does bad to you. How can I love someone who does bad to me? Kenny Hashem, because it's not him, it's me. Kenny Hashem comes right after. The one who does you bad, you should love him. Why? Kenny Hashem, because it's not him. He can't do bad to you. He can only do bad to you if I sign off on it. Kenny Hashem. We should only know the good, and we should all be Kadosh, because the Kadosh Boku is Kadosh, and Shuvah is coming up, Matan Teru is coming up, and that's where we get married. Truth, we get married, places we get engaged, it's seven weeks in between, that we should learn how to be royal so that we at Malthus Shiva Malthus, we should be able to come to us as, as the princess, as Malthus Shiva Malthus, which is the highest level, because Malthus should bring us back to the castle and Mashiach, because we really need Mashiach, we always need a Mashiach, but if we ever need a Mashiach, we really need Mashiach now. Not because the Jews are in physical danger. No. We were in more physical danger in the Holocaust. We need Mashiach 
because God is in danger, because the whole world doesn't believe in him anymore, and bad mouth, and the Shekhinah is in danger, and that's why we need Mashiach, not for us, Mashiach for Akash Baruch Hu. We all be zayichu to see him, to see him shuish, to see him before You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.